three, two, one. Well, welcome everybody to the Friday Happy Hour. Thanks for joining the Dennis and Andy Show. Hopefully everybody grabbed uh, something cool and refreshing to drink and you can sit back and have a drink with us as we discuss many topics. Now, you'll notice that somebody's missing today. That's right. Andy is away. He's out doing family things today, so he couldn't make it. It's kind of like Batman being without his Robin or Captain Kirk being without his Spock or the Tick being without Arthur. Well, anyway, we only get half the duel. So, Andy, have fun today. So there are a number of things that we need to discuss today. But first, we need to talk about what are we going to be drinking today? So today I picked up. From Frothy Beard, this is their Jalapeno Beer. So this is from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, we had gone down uh, for a convention. This is a pale ale, a little bit different from what I usually drink. Um, and we got a tour of their brewery. It's a microbrewery right down there in, uh, in uh, Charleston. And they make a bunch of really interesting uh, different beers, and some are infused. It's pretty interesting. Um, so anyway, when I we had a taste of this in the back, this was a must-buy. It's a jalapeno beer. Um, it's also really good if you decide to grill out bratwurst. You know, I'm from Wisconsin originally, so we know how to make bratwurst. So what we do is you can take those and you can boil them in jalapeno beer. So if you like a little spice to them, I think you're going to like it. So anyway, while I'm waiting for the foam to go down, we have our first sip. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the comic industry. Um, some shocking news that's already flying everywhere. Andy texted it to me last night. Um, Marvel exclusively distributes to comic shops by way of Penguin Random House. So, uh, Bleeding Cool um, released this, and I know some of the shop owners knew. Some of them didn't know it was coming. Marvel Comics has announced that they will no longer be distributing comic books to comic stores in North America via Diamond Comics distributors. Instead, they will be exclusively being distributed by Penguin Random House Publishing Services, a division of the uh, Penguin Random House. This will be an exclusive worldwide multi-year sales and distribution agreement for Marvel's newly published in backlist comic books, trade collectibles and graphic novels to comic shops. Um, it officially begins October 1st of this year. So what does this mean? Well, you know, having helped out in the industry and helped out in comic shops, you know, comic shops, you all have only one place to go. And that was, you know, Diamond. 
Diamond exactly wasn't very good. They were a monopoly. Everybody knew it. And they treated you as such. You you weren't treated, even though you were a customer of theirs, many times you weren't treated like a customer. Well, DC was the first one to fall when they kind of pulled uh, their distribution rights. And now Marvel's doing it. So this is going to have a dramatic impact on the, on the comic book shops. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. They're going to wind up going through them. Um, Random House, I understand in a way why they did it, because the, the comic book numbers have been, been shrinking down. Um, and as the comic book numbers shrink, um, you know, they need to do more with trades, things like that. Random House understands how to do it. Um, so I do understand that in a way. I mean, a lot of your comic uh, sales are 8, 9, 10, 12,000 comics. Your better ones are 20, 30, 40, maybe 50,000. You know, every once in a while, there's a nice big one that comes through it. Um, but those numbers are a far cry from, say, the the 19, you know, 80s where titles were selling a million copies. You know, we all know X-Men number one, selling book of all time, Spawn number one. You know, those, those days are, are long gone. Marvel's been making a push to uh, uh, delve into really pushing the digital end of it. We all know if you buy the Marvel, you got the code, you can put it in and you get it. It's good and bad. I'm still a paper guy. Most of the guys that I know are still, and girls, are, are paper comic people. Although that doesn't mean that it isn't nice to have a tablet. And if you're going to bed at night, instead of falling asleep with your comic, you know, you can have it on a tablet, read it in the dark. You know, it's it's got its benefits, but I would never want to go, you know, fully digital. Um, so I've got a feeling this is really going to wind up being rough for a, a lot of different uh, of, because now they've got to go through somebody else. Are the discounts going to be as good? Um, I mean, that's something that we're going to have to, to find out. And I think the, all the local comic book shop owners, they're going to have a lot to figure out. Diamond is going to wind up being basically a wholesaler in, in, the, in the end, which means they will also be purchasing from them. And those dealers who want to stick with Diamond can still purchase through Diamond. But if they're a wholesaler, their margins are going to get smaller. Therefore, I can see it kind of happening um, throughout everything. You know, if their margins are smaller, they're not going to be able to final uh, be able to offer the final consumer a whole lot of you know discounts. So your comics may be going up. We had just talked about in our last uh, uh, stream that you know some of the DC comics are talking about raising their comic books dramatically to probably a $4.99 or $5.99 price point. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking we're starting to see the shift. Um, so as more develops, I'm sure we will be talking um, more about it. Um, we also got more news this week. Um, and, and a lot of, some people are mad, some people are sad, some people weren't exactly too shocked by it. They moved the Black Widow movie to Disney Plus premiere, and it's going to be July 9th. So they moved it back again, and 
you know, I really was excited for a while to see this movie, to see what they could do with it. I mean, we've been seeing, seeing the trailers for quite some time. So really wanted to go to the theater and actually see this. So we first got the news of, you know, um, Marvel distributing through Penguin Random House. And now we're dealing with, um, you know, Black Widow being pushed back. Makes me very, very sad. Um, but needless to say, we'll, we'll do what we can. So it looks like we've got just enough before we start digging in. Here's the first of the jalapeno beers. So everybody grab a sip. Oh, that is a good beer. It's got a nice kick to it. I think anybody who likes a little bit of spice should go ahead and, uh, you know, if you get down to Charleston or see if you can order it, that's a good beer. That is a really good beer. And again, for those of you who joined, it's a frothy beard jalapeno out of Charleston. Um, so what are we going to talk about? Um, we've got a couple of things today. Um, Vietnam uh, horror. Um, we're going to just briefly mention uh, that coming up. We're going to do a couple of reviews. Um, I picked up uh, Radiant Black number two. Um, I'm going to talk about that. Um, Andy gave me, if you saw the last live stream, um, the Mink Cyberpunk. Um, so I'm going to do a review on uh, Mink Cyberpunk. Um, but Winter Soldier, I just finished watching Winter Soldier. It's been a busy day today, lots of rain. So I had a lot of things that I had to get done. And I'm like, I have to get this watched. And I'm dead. Um, I'm going to say there's a couple of things. I'm, I'm not going to give a lot of spoilers out. Um because I know it's Friday, it's not even been a couple of days, you know, it was released this morning. Um, but I do want to talk, there, there's some good things and bad things that I see coming around with this uh, with this show. Um, it starts off dealing with, um, you know, we got introduced to Captain America at the end of last episode, and um, Captain America is played by uh, Wyatt Russell, you know, Kurt Russell and Goldie's uh, son, and the memes are out there. It's just so hilarious right now. Um, you know, Thanos destroys the world. Uh, Loki helps do all these bad things. They list him. And Johnny gets eight seconds of airtime, and he's the most hated person in the entire Marvel Universe. It's just amazing uh, fan reactions to it uh, across the board. Um, there's the one where he looks like, you know, the, the, the older gentleman from Up. Um, so many just funny memes are, are out there about it. But this one starts off and, you know, you get a, a interview, um, you know, Good Morning America. So they're actually branding with like Good Morning America. Um, uh, he winds up going on their show and introducing him and it's held in his, his hometown um, down in Georgia at his high school. I mean, that was kind of neat. I mean, if you saw the 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 bleachers on there, they either added a lot of bleachers or that's one really big high school that loves football. But it was pretty cool. They had one six size action figures and Johnny signing, you know, Captain America on the boxes and everything like that. Um, uh, they do an interesting interview. You kind of find out that he is a, a real soldier. Um, you find out some of the background. For those of us that have read the comic books, uh, U.S. agent, 
uh, we that you know we we know kind of know him from that. So we we got an idea where this is heading, but it was pretty cool. Um, they wind up um, digging up with um, uh, Bucky, and so the Winter Soldier um, winds up hooking up with uh, the Falcon, and they go off to do their thing. And it's funny because Bucky's still upset, you know, that he's given up the shield. You know, he's probably going to try and convince him throughout the whole thing to take it back. Um, And they wind up going on a mission, um, uh, which is, you know, pretty cool because it's it's all about the flag smashers. Um, So they're going to stop this terrorist organization known as the flag smashers, although they see themselves as as basically freedom fighters. Um, And they go to figure out, they take off and they're stealing like vaccinations. So we don't know if it has to tie in with, with the real world here or not, but needless to say, they, they wind up getting into the truck only to find out that there's no hostages, no nothing. They're all super soldiers and they get their butt kicked until we all know, you know, Captain America and his sidekick, who we then find out a little bit later named Battlestar, uh, wind up showing up and you think they're going to save the day, but they actually all get their butts handed to them by these uh, super soldiers. Um, So it is pretty interesting, um, you know, what they're actually doing with it. You find out that, and here's the one twist that I'll, I'll kind of talk about. Um, Carly uh, Morgenthau is the head of the Flag Smashers. Well, in the comic books, it was actual Carl. So I am not 100% sure, and you guys can leave comments uh, on what you think. It, did they gender bend this one and it's now Carly? Or could this be maybe his daughter? that, you know, he had these abilities and he passed it off to her and she's kind of picking up maybe with an offshoot um, from the comic books. Um, So I think it'll be, you know, pretty interesting. Um, They do wind up, uh, one really good thing is they wind up going and meeting um, Isaiah Bradley and we, anybody who read the, the Truth comic book, Um, it was really kind of dealing with Captain America, that they had done experiments on 300 of the uh, African-American soldiers um, from, I believe, like Mississippi. He was the only one that survived the process, and he wound up going like black ops and doing lots of missions and things like that. So it was pretty interesting. Um, I did love the fact that you know, when they went to see him, you know, he shows them right away that, you know, he's got uh, power and everything like uh, everything like that. It was just amazing. The actor, of course, you know, he is the voice of Martian Manhunter. So um, that was actually uh, pretty neat to, uh, you know, be able to, to, to see that. Um, one of the things that's starting to bother me in the show so there, like I said, there's some good things and bad things. Um, they go to visit him and they leave and two police officers, you know, wind up pulling them over for whatever reason. They're, they're having a loud discussion walking down the street, but they pull it over. And of course they ask Bucky if, you know, 
is he bothering you? And he's like, well, no, it's none of your business. We're, we're just doing our own thing. Are you sure he's not bothering you? And, you know, he's like, oh, no, no, there's nothing wrong here. And then he's like, hey, you know who that is? They're Avengers. Oh, okay, Avengers. Um, but once again, the issue that I have, and, you know, I know they're trying to make it relevant to today. So, but the problem is they're stereotyping all the police officers dealing, you know, with, with the public as they always will. Well, they looked at the one gentleman and, and not the white gentleman. And it's just like, really, really, do we need to exasperate this and push this? Yes, Disney has done it again. Um, some people think it's great that they're talking about, you know, today's social stuff. Um, you know, I just don't think it's, do we really need uh, to try and fan that? Because it winds up being, Bucky winds up getting arrested because, you know, he's got an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Go figure. And because he missed his therapy session, when we find out it's not the doctor, it winds up being Captain America himself who wound up issuing it because he wanted him to, you know, come to Captain America because these guys don't want to work with him. He's not the real cap. And they're like, well, who did this? And he was really cocky, Johnny. He's like, me, I did it. Yeah, I, I can basically do what I want. And they start dealing with, um, you know, they go in for their session. And this is the funny part. This is the good part of, of, of the show is the interaction between Winter Soldier and Falcon. It's, it is very organic. It truly is. Um, they play very well off one another. Um, they get into um, the therapy session where they go into couples uh, therapy. And it's it's hilarious. It is definitely the funniest part of the show so far. And they have to go kneecap to kneecap and in closer. And then they wind up having, if you saw the trailers, the staring contest that we've all been you know waiting for. Absolutely uh, fantastic. I, I laughed and laughed. My wife watched it uh, uh, this afternoon. She took a little break and was able to at least watch it. We just bought it. was so well done, you know, and then you've got the therapist as, as the straight person. It was great. It, it really was great dynamics with it. Um, they wind up finding out. Now, they, they mention this and they wind up mentioning um, the Global Reparation Council. Um, which is also another thing that's got me kind of interested where, where they're going to go with this. Because are they the ones that are going to be, you know, with all the people that came back from the blip, who's going to be doing the redistributions of everything? Um, you know, we don't really know what, what they are. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, they're, they're hinting at it. From the comic books, we, we've got a few hints that, you know, who's giving these super soldiers the theorem, the serum. Um, you know, it'll be fun to see. Um, towards the end, all we know is, you know, what we've kind of been waiting for. Well, we need to know what's going on. So we're going to have to visit Hydra. And of course, the, it ends with, uh, you see, you know, Baron Zemo, again, not a spoiler, you've seen it. He's playing chess, of course, in his cell, which looks like a super advanced security cell. So the question is, is he playing chess with anybody? Does he play by himself? Is this like kind of a throwback to, 
you know, Professor Xavier and Magneto because they're always playing chess, but we don't see anybody. Um, and he's in the cell, so we know now where the next one's going to open up. Um, like I said, it was a very interesting issue. It's got some good action. Um, I love the interaction between the characters. Um, Wyatt Russell plays a really good cocky version of Captain America, but I'm, I will call him U.S. Soldier. And, um, you know, the problem is he gets his butt kicked today. And you'll see all of this. And is he going to want to get juice? And I think this is where it may start tying into the comic books. So um, usually we give our CGC grades. This episode, they played really well off of one another. The action was good. The story flowed. I don't necessarily like having some of the social agendas working in there and things like that. Again, we see this anytime we can turn on the news right now and see it. Do we really want to deal with it because you're pushing an agenda? I don't know. I'm giving it an 8.0. Um, I'm liking where the, the bulk of it's going, and I, I hope they focus in on that. And uh, I guess we'll see. So I'm giving it an 8.0 for this week. I'll be curious to see when Andy gets back, when he watches it, what, what he's going to say. Um, we're going to talk about um, – Andy kind of teased us on the last one. So he got Minx Cyberpunk. Um, he had backed this one. It isn't one that I had uh, heard of. So when we were actually backing uh, First Man uh, the other day, he goes, you know what? You would like this because it's everybody knows I like Cyberpunk. Um, you know, you get to see some of the stickers and cards and stuff that he got with it. It's It was really good stuff. So I said, of course, everybody knows I, I like Cyberpunk. I like futuristic stuff. Let's just kind of see where, where this is going to take us. I um, So anyway, here's the comic, Mink Cyberpunk. Um, it's by a company called BMA Studios. Um, Pat Shand is the writer, and Romano Molinar is the artist. Um, Blonde and Sabine Rich are the colorists, and Taylor uh, Esposito of Ghost Glyph Studios did the letters. Now, a lot of times I'll just mention... A lot of times the writer and the artist. Um, and But in this case, I will tell you right now, I wound up really enjoying uh, this book. Very first opening page. I'm just going to kind of show you the art. Um, I loved how it immediately starts off. She's walking. The colors are, are vibrant. I like the pencils. Um, I'm going to be very curious to get Andy's take on, on the art of it. I totally enjoyed it. But even the banter. So she's got an AI. Um, this takes place, obviously, in the future. Um, this takes place um, in a large city where she's on a mission right now. She's going to hunt somebody. Um, and she's got an AI. Um, it's like a device. It's like a, a heads-up display. So it's an intelligent, uh, artificial intelligence that's tied into somehow. Um, and it, it's talking to her. And she's like, and he's named Bastion. You know, run your beautiful little digital fingers through some promo pictures of this joint that she needs to get into. I need to know if I'm going to be wearing my norms. There, the AI responds, I do not believe a black tie event would allow underboob makes. Because her name's makes. Underboob. I started laughing so loud. I was like, okay, 
they've already hooked me. I can see they've got some humor uh, in this. Um, one of the interesting things, so her job is to find a missing um, artist, like a singer. Um, and she's been missing for quite some time. So she goes, you know, winds up going in um, undercover um, to do it so that she's able to, the AI scans something appropriate. And then it's like, think of like Star Trek in the holodeck. It projects something over her. So she winds up seeing it, right? Um, they wind up walking in and the name of is Kiwi Crema is the name of the artist that she's supposed to go find. And this is a, a really cool uh, splash page uh, right in there, very opening page. And it's very colorful. Again, I like the layout. I enjoyed. And it's like Kiwi Crema identified, Kiwi identified, Kiwi identified. There's all these Kiwis. I'm like, oh, cloning? Do we have a cloning situation here? Um, so she winds up going in and winds up going undercover. So she's going to go as, as one of the waitresses. And she winds up hitting the waitress. And you'll see at the bottom. So now the waitress, though, she's got like fire coming out. So and when she hits her, it almost, I don't think these are clones. I think these are machines of some sort. Um, so anyway, the story continues on. And it's well, well written. Um, I enjoyed the dialogue. Um, she winds up breaking in. Um, and, you know, she, one of the things that, that I think the letterist does is, um, as it goes in here, and this is something that, you know, you can see where people are discussing. So you can see people's bubbles, they're yelling, things like that. But when the AI talks, they use a different font. Well, they find out that there's a video of Minx actually killing a police officer. And she's she didn't do it. And But there's the video of it right on there. And then we get to this huge splash page where she says, digitize me. Check that out. That is just an absolutely beautiful uh, centerpiece right there. Look at that. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. They discuss it's kind of like the Star Trek transporter, but they fully digitize them. Um, and you find out that there's another Minx that's, that is hanging out there with the bad guys. And you notice her font, though. It's a different type of font. It looks like the AIs. So instead of I was thinking she was a clone, maybe she's not. Maybe she's machine. We'll find out because it leaves on a really good uh, cliffhanger where the two of them get to meet. And then even on there, they show a picture of, of the, the black and white pencils for it. This book's quality. It's high gloss uh, paper. It's very well done. I thoroughly enjoyed this so much so that I am kind of bummed that I missed it on the, on the go around. So I'm going to do a little checking into it and find out. I hope they wind up doing more and that I'll be able to pick up the back issue because this is a series that I would uh, pick up on a monthly basis. But however often they're going to put it out, I highly recommend uh, Minx Cyberpunk. So good job, guys. I'll dig up a, a little more because I, I would love to get my hands on that. This was fun. That was a fun comic book. Um, the second one is Radiant Black. 
So we all did the first issue, if you can go back and see our original one. Andy and I both really enjoyed um, the first issue of Radiant Black. Kyle Higgins and uh, Marcelo Costa, um, you know, they really nailed it with the first one. They gave us enough info um, to understand, you know, he's just got it. Again, greatest American hero like, you know, he's got these powers. He doesn't know how to use them. He's got no money. He's living at home. And then towards the end, all of a sudden, a red version of him shows up. And we start finding out that uh, that people um, are seeing this red version breaking through walls, stealing stuff from banks, things like that. So there's somebody out there committing these crimes, and they look a lot like him. Um, the dialogue, he winds up, you know, again... The art is very good in here. Um, I think everybody will enjoy this. Um, and even, you know, take a look at how they did the back. You know, I, I just like that. It's very simple. Um, the art is good. Um, the police wind up showing up at the house. And they even do like a digitized moment where they actually see them. And you can actually see how they did it like digitizing on the hands that is really cool don't know how if they did this on the computer or or how they actually draw it i might have to find out because andy would probably know but this is really that was kind of fun and the police wind up showing up at the house and they know who he is apparently they have film and everything of it or video film makes me sound kind of old um and he winds up, the dad says, you need to get a job. So he's an Uber driver. So it's actually pretty funny. He's got all these Uber people coming in. He's asking, boy, did you hear about what was going on? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he finds out that there's a, he's there. He finds out the location of him, right? And he winds up going and he's trying to confront the, the, the red version and say, hey, Dude, why? if you got this, why are you doing bad things with it? We should be, like, trying to do good things. Well, the guy gets all upset and, like, goes after him. And they wind up having some pretty good battle scenes. Um, the dialogue goes on. Again, it's organic. This doesn't feel contrived or um, anything like that. I thought it was just very well done. Um, he winds up. Uh, the, the guy takes off in the car, his car winds up trying to uh, take it. He winds up catching, you know, he winds up catching the money. Again, just the emotion, no words, but it's just through the pictures, you know, how it conveys the motion. Really enjoyed it. Um, and at the end, you know, he winds up doing the superhero thing. I think you lost this. That's just awesome. That's just awesome. It was really cool. It ended, um, you know, you know, he ends with a, a conversation with his father. Um, the relationship between his mom and dad and him is organic, his friend. Um, and then even the, the characters around there. Again, I really like uh, the writing. Um, so I'm just going to say, uh, Kyle, keep it up. Uh, Marcelo, I, I'm enjoying this. Um, I'm going to give this a CGC rating of an 8.0. Um, I would go higher because I really like where they're going. I think they could do a little more on the story. I would like to know a little bit more or have a little bit quicker uh, brought into it. 
So it's it's not that it's really slow. I think the pace could just be a little bit quicker with a little bit more info. Um, hope that makes sense. Um, but I really enjoy it. I'm going to keep it on my pull list. Um, Minx, um, Cyberpunk, I forgot to give that a CGC rating. I'm going to give that one uh, a CGC rating of a 9.0. Um, I love the art. I love the, uh, the the bright colors. I love the way it was lettered. I liked the story. It captured me. So definitely found um, some good ones. Now, uh, I just put up a few YouTube shorts uh, this morning, and I've already got some comments back on what, what people want to see. So what I'm going to do is just kind of mention um, uh, some of them. And uh, I, what I think I'm going to do, I kind of showed this on the last show, Vietnam uh, Horror, number one. Um, you know, we briefly showed some of the artwork in this, and it looks great. And um, I've already got uh, a number of likes and people saying, yes, we would like to find out. I don't know a whole lot about, um, you know, Behemoth. Um, but with that being said, this looks like a really good first issue. And I'm going to be curious to know more about them. So I'll be looking into it. The other one that I've gotten some information on um, is Alien. So we had kind of talked about uh, this, and I did a quick flip on this one this last week um, or the last show. This looks really great. Um, the the cover, you know, absolutely nailed it and had me in. Inghyuk Lee um, did the cover, and, I mean, I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, Eric, how are we doing? You must have just joined. We're almost done. You'll have to go back and, and, and watch it uh, from the beginning. Yeah, that's the new Alien book. I was just getting into it. Um, this is going to be one that I, I did a, a YouTube quick flip, and several people have already said they want to do um, want me to do a full review on this. So Vietnam Horror and Alien, I will be doing full reviews on. Uh, when I sit down and, and uh, read them. So that looks like some of the ones that people are very interested uh, in. Uh, I'm just the ones that I released from the last episode. Uh, Eric, we just finished with Radiant Black. Like I said, you have to go in and watch. Uh, Radiant Black number two we just graded. Uh, um, I just did the review on Minx. Um, and uh, you can go back in and watch that. Um, I will show one little, two little teaser things today. Um, uh, and again, Andy's gone. My, uh, the tick lost his Arthur today because he's out doing family stuff out of town. So I've been doing it. So I had mentioned and a couple of people had wanted me to show some artwork. I'll probably bring the entire portfolio. Um, I did a comic book when I was a kid. And I'm horrible artist. You know, I can write stories. I can do adventures, stuff like that. But when it comes to, to drawing, I am absolutely horrible at drawing. Now, I can draw ships. I could draw Galactica. I could draw Viper. Uh, Enterprise, you know, which I'm a Star Trek fan. I can't draw people. Um, my daughter at the young age, she knew I was a phoenix. So I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. Um, when she was very young, she drew this for me. 
Um, so it's just something that I've always kept in with with my comic because you know she's a uh, she's in college and off in there, but she drew that for me. So um, I was a huge fan of Robotech, Star Blazers, um, Star Trek. So when I was a kid, I've been buying all these comic books, and I was like, well. What kid doesn't sit down and say, well, I'm going to draw my own comic book. <laughs> so I wound up drawing them as a kid. So there were a couple. This is probably the better part. So you can see the end. That's the inside space stack. Oh, I don't know how to do anything. I didn't know there was pencils and colors and, you know, everything. I just knew ink. I didn't. There was I had a pen and I, I kind of drew and. Uh, uh, the Enterprise, I remember drawing a little bit in pencil and then kind of went around it. So anyway, that's about as good as I get for, for artwork on ships, which is okay. Um, and then, you know, what? The, the, now you get to see this is the bad part. And I, I'll probably bring them on Wednesday when Andy's back so that we can see it. I am horrible at people. I never could draw people. And... You know, it was all about manga style. So if anybody's like a fan of Robotech, you know, that that is literally the extent of my creative uh, drawing ability um, and stuff like that. So anyway, um, this would have been right after Star Trek, the motion picture. Um, and then I think Robotech Star Blazers was like 81, 82. So right around that time frame was was when I did it. So, yeah, pretty horrible. But uh, anyway, that's when I knew I wasn't going to be an artist and I had to go other other ways. And you'll get to see it on on uh, on Wednesday. So um, if you can, in case you missed it, I am drinking frothy beer. That is a jalapeno beer uh, brewed. It's a microbrewery that's in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a pale ale, not one that I would normally drink. Ah, good for brewing, uh, um, getting some brats and stuff in it. So anyway, um, on Monday's episode, we are going to be joined by comic book superstar David Williams. He will be joining uh, the show. Um, and... Uh, I believe that is our usual uh, 7 o'clock time frame. So anyway, make sure you like, subscribe, um, and that way you get notified when our videos are going live and you can join us. So anyway, we will look forward to seeing you all later. See you on Monday. Bye, everybody.